Hello there. Welcome to the very first episode of Cartoon Coast. I'm your host, Roy McManus, and it's great to have you listening in. Cartoon Coast is a brand new podcast I've made, dedicated to everything animated, drawn, and created. Any kind of style, when it comes to the animation in the media. Each week, I'll be taking a different topic and going over it in great detail, discussing my own personal opinion on the topic, as well as any research I have found. For the first topic of the show, I will be discussing the difference in the cartoons you see today and cartoons from back in the day, ones that aired in the late 90s and early to mid 2000s. But before I get into the specifics of the topic, I want to talk about cartoons in general. What they are, and what it is that makes them so successful. Everyone has seen cartoons at some point in their life. As a child, teenager, or adult, cartoons exist for all kinds of audiences. There have even been multiple TV stations and companies that are majorly or even completely aimed towards cartoons. A few examples being the Nickelodeon sub-channel Nicktoons, Boomerang, and of course the popular Cartoon Network. You would be hard-pressed to find someone who didn't enjoy watching some kind of cartoon or animated TV show at some point in their life. Whether it's something wacky and wild, like Ren and Stimpy or Courage the Cowardly Dog, something more action-packed, like Ben 10 or Batman the Animated Series, or even comedies like The Simpsons. It's not just kids either. I personally have met countless young adults that still enjoy the cartoons that they watched when they were teenagers. Shows like Avatar The Last Airbender or Steven Universe, for example. For adults, there are shows like Family Guy, American Dad, and Rick and Morty that exist. What is it that make these shows so great though? Well, there are lots of different things. Many cartoons have points to them that make them engaging and interesting, making you want to sit down and watch them from start to finish. Whether it's the great art style and animation that can blow away your mind, the well-written characters that have great development throughout the series, and well-fitting voice actors bringing them to life, to the amazing storylines and world-building that these cartoons can have, and the complex themes that the shows explore. So many things about cartoons can bring them to life, making it seem so much more than just a two-dimensional story you're watching on a screen, and instead making it something immersive and captivating, making you feel like you're being dragged from your seat and into a whole new world. A strong point, I believe, to the success of these cartoons is nostalgia. The cartoons we watch and love are cartoons that we're familiar with. They are shows that give us a sense of comfort and control. When people are going through hard times, it's often these familiar shows that can give us comfort and peace of mind. The memories of when you were younger, for example. I believe that when people are in times of distress, it's easier to go back to these shows that they've seen and loved for comfort rather than new shows that they don't enjoy or don't know what to expect. When, you, when you're watching a show you've seen hundreds of times before, 
you know what to expect and you have a bit more control over your emotions you can be happy and brought back to simpler times at least in my experience and then you have the other side of it for me it feels like whenever you turn to your TV in more modern times nowadays cartoons feel lackluster in comparison to the older shows that I've seen and loved in the past. Whether it's originals or remakes, there's just been a noticeable increase in shows that I feel just don't quite hit the same mark as the shows in the past. In recent years, the only highly animated series that I can think of are She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which first aired in 2018. If there are any other animated shows I'm forgetting about, I'm sorry. There's a lot of shows to try and remember for this episode. Other recent shows that I can think of that were also highly beloved were Steven Universe, which first aired in 2013, Gravity Falls, which first earned, aired in 2012, and Young Justice, which first aired in 2010. Meanwhile, remakes of these beloved shows and others, such as Teen Titans Go and Ben 10, they just don't seem to be able to hold a candle when compared to all these older shows. The first thing that comes to mind when I ask myself, what happened? Why did these shows not hit the same mark? Why did they not go as well? Is the comedy focus that they have. I've seen these reboots like Teen Titans Go and Powerpuff Girls, which was made in 2016, as well as Ben 10. They've all seemed to have this common thread of they drift away from the high action of their originals and instead have gone down this comedy-heavy path. Maybe it's the fact that the originals came first that makes it seem so unappealing. But to me, when you have these shows set in these high sci-fi or fantasy worlds and characters have powers and magic, having the theme being only comedy just feels like an injustice done to the originals. Now, I'm not saying comedy is bad, of course not, but I think balance is important when it comes to the different genres in these shows. The same as having too much action or having too much story without anything else would also be detriments to these shows. For example, imagine a, a series of jugs, all of them full of water. One is comedy, one is action, and the last one is story. Each jug only has a limited amount of water it can hold. If you take mu too much from one jug and ignore the other two, the jug you're taking from will be empty much sooner, and as a result it will leave you with nothing more that you can take. It just becomes stale and unused. It's not just comedy, but it's all the different genres a show may have. That being said, I do think it's also a shame that these newer shows don't try and explore complex and deep themes. They seem to trade in the immersion and relatability and more a serious tone for near 24-7 humour and meta jokes that, in my opinion, just take away from the pleasure of these shows. When you look at shows like Rick and Morty, for example, they're still comedy-based, however they have more of an adult theme to these jokes, and it still has other moments of other emotions sprinkled into them as well. I'm not sure whether if it's censorship or fear of backlash for attempting to try these de deeper themes and failing, 
but the lack of these teams just they make cartoons emptier and and this actually leads on to my next point on why I feel cartoons in modern day don't feel the same as older cartoons. And that's their style. In previous decades, we've had a large variety in, on cartoons. On Cartoon Network alone, each cartoon felt like it was its own unique and own individual piece of work. There was a flood of different shows that could appeal to a much larger and a bigger variety of viewers. Nowadays, though, Cartoons just feel like the same show with a different coat of paint. When I was looking into Teen Titans Go and the 2016 series for Ben 10, I was shocked by how similar the art artwork alone was. The style was less defined and all the shapes felt a lot more rounded. The two-dimensional aspect really stood out and was painful to watch. The next thing I want to talk about and why I feel that cartoons nowadays aren't as good as they were in the past isn't something that's actually to put blame on these companies producing the shows, but rather something else entirely. And that's the introduction of streaming websites and streaming to watch sites, such as Netflix, Amazon Prime, or even YouTube and Twitch. With the popularity of these platforms, people have a large amount of accessibility and variety on what they can watch at any time throughout the day with a phone or a tablet or even a computer. However, when watching TV, they don't have that same luxury. Instead, they're restrained and restricted by the schedule of the broadcasting stations. This can turn them away. I believe that with the growth of technology and how media has advanced to be so easily accessible, the attention span of people has tended to lower as a result. I myself have noticed that even before the pandemic happened, I was watching my TV less and less every day. I either would rather go on Netflix or YouTube or even play on my PlayStation. The attention span I had for sitting down at the TV for a specific time just didn't seem like fun or worth it. And even now, with the pandemic, I've noticed ever since I downloaded the popular app TikTok that I couldn't go on YouTube as much as I used to anymore. My brain was just more hard hardwired for these short minute long or 15 second long videos and just to go onto YouTube and watch a half an hour video just didn't seem like I was any fun at all. Alright, I've been spending the last while talking a lot about why I think that modern day shows aren't that great. I talked a little bit of why cartoons in the past were at a high quality, but I want to talk about a specific show in detail as an example of these points to further get it across. I already discussed my views on modern cartoons, so I think it's only fair I switched to, to a cartoon from the mid-2000s. And that cartoon is going to be Avatar, The Last Airbender. My personal favourite series when I was growing up as a child, so there may be bias towards the show, I'll admit. For any listeners who may not have seen the series, The Last Airbender is set in a world where people have the ability to control one of the four elements an ability referred to as bending in the show. The world is split up into four countries, or kingdoms, one for each element, and is set 100 years after one of these groups, the Fire Nation, began a war for superiority over the rest of the nations. Along with these nations is the Avatar, the one person capable of learning to bend all of the elements, and who bears the responsibility of keeping peace between the four nations. 
The Last Airbender is a hero's journey story centered on the protagonist, Aang, who is the current avatar, as well as being the last of his people, the Air Nomads, and his friends who travel around the world with him, helping him learn the rest of the four elements. Along with Aang as the protagonist, the show focuses on the deuteragonist Zuko, a disgraced Fire Nation prince who wishes to capture Aang in the hopes that it can restore his honour, along with his uncle Iroh. The Last Airbender is a truly spectacular show. While fitting in the main story, it is capable of having meaningful character arcs for each member of the cast, while not taking the spotlight away from the main storyline. Each small, irrelevant, and seemingly insignificant scene is actually quite important and is able to build up the characters, changing our perspective and what we know of them. No character is the same as when they were in the first episode, and it's heartwarming to watch. The show has very little it fails on. The writers behind the show were very open-minded, often taking what seemed like stereotypes and flipping them on their head. There are two examples that come to mind when I think about this, and funnily enough, both of these take place in prisons. In one episode, a character is wrongly arrested and the rest of the cast have to try and clear their name. One scene shows them in their jail cell, where they're surrounded by all these really overly buff guys, covered from head to toes in tattoos, and all these really fierce and angry looks on their faces. And then the scene cuts to all of them sitting in a circle, having an open-hearted talk with each other, and having all these prisoners giving the character arrested romantic advice on, a character, on another character that they have feelings for. It's a really nice breath of fresh air, throwing the stereotype that people in prison are all evil criminals and they're horrible and they'd, give you, they'd attack you the first second they had, and instead pinging them in how they probably are, human beings. The other scene is one where multiple characters are arrested in a prison of the Fire Nation. They decide to use a riot to escape, so one character decides to push another prisoner hoping that, in anger, he'd lash out and start the riot. However, to his surprise, instead of getting angry, he gets sad and asks why he was pushed. When the person that pushed him asked about his reaction, the prisoner says that normally he'd get angry, but he decided that he had to work on his anger management, as it was advice his therapist gave him. Which is also... It's something that's just out of nowhere, but it's really pleasing to watch. Often I hear about people thinking about therapy and counselling and that kind of thing. It's just bad. And yet here we have this random scene, this random one-off character who never shows up again, dropping that like it's normal. And it's honestly so nice. And the soundtrack in the series is beautiful as well. The composer for the score and the sound designer really went out of their way to create something just absolutely remarkable that could tug at the heartstrings of the audience and have a huge impact on how they feel for different scenes. They even went as far as using real African and Chinese instruments to have the soundtrack fit the more Eastern-styled setting that the world has. Lastly is the immense eye for detail and the depth of work put into the show. While the show is fictional, nearly everything in it is based off of a real-life thing. 
from abuse to romantic issues that the characters have to even much larger themes such as imperialism, totalitarianism and even genocide. Even with the action, the fighting styles in the show were all based off of real martial arts. The cast using gyms to practice and create these fight scenes which are then later animated. Each episode has easter eggs littered throughout, making it a fun game to try and spot them all. Although I'd fear the person that does find them all. It's all these different small things that, when put together, make The Last Airbender truly an amazing show. So there you have it. That's my take on the cartoons in the modern age against those from the previous decade. I hope you had a great time listening in and had as much fun as I did this episode. So marks the end of Curtain Coast. Once more, I'm Roy McManus, and this has been a real treat.